Welcome to Traveling Down, Biblical Archaeology for the 21st Century. Hi, I'm Gary Byers. This is Dr. Steve Collins, our rock star in archaeology. And uh, we're going to talk to you today about our excavations at Tal el-Hammam in Jordan, in the Jordan River Valley, just a little, about eight miles north of the Dead Sea and about eight miles east of the Jordan River. Uh, massive site, some 70 acres worth of really cool stuff. We went there because we were looking to see if that site was the city of Sodom. And we think we have that evidence. So we've talked about it. We'll talk about it in some other, some, some more things because we keep finding new stuff right. all the time, getting new information. It's very so get, biblically important. Yeah, extremely biblically important. And, but, not, and not just for the time of Abraham. Right, the, for the, the time Sodom. Of, for the time of Moses as well, and even on into the time of Jesus and John the Baptist. Yes, and we'll talk about all those. But right now, we, we talked last time about Moses and Joshua coming to Abel Shatim, Beit Yeshemot, uh, the two Hebrew names for the, for the location where they camped. And uh, scholars way before we got there said Tal al-Hammam was, in fact, Abel Shatim. And we think we've identified why that would really be true. And then we think we've uh, nailed down the, the other site, which has been enigmatic, Beit Yeshemot. So we've got the lower tall of Tal al-Hammam, uh, that's Abel Shatim. And then the upper tall, um, one building was sitting up there. And we think that that was probably the House of Desolations. Beit Yeshimo. So um, we want to talk more about what that same story, but not so much Beit Yeshimot up on the upper tall, but down on the lower tall. Now you said last time that the um, the Israelites camped all around, and most most assuredly, they would have put the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, all that would have been right sitting on the lower tall, right. that flat open space. Um, 40 acres or so out in front of where Moses and Joshua would have been up high looking at from Beit Yeshimot. Uh, there it is down there. And, and you've suggested that would be the right place for the tabernacle. Well, as you said, other people, other, many other scholars, most, most scholars who yeah. identified Abel Shatim put it right at Tal yeah. Hamam. That makes a lot of sense because of that large sort of circular mm -hmm. flat platform that was created, you know, by the old city of Sodom before it yeah. was destroyed with those ramparts. And, and so by the time of Moses, it's just this large platform about 400 meters across. And it's the perfect size. It's the lower city. And then 100 feet above that, you have the upper city overlooking that. It was a perfect mm -hmm. setup yeah. for Moses to uh, camp out and to keep an eye on things. Yeah. And so the Levitical camp which would have been camped around. We don't know exactly how they would have camped. We don't know what kind of configuration they would have used, but certainly the tabernacle would have been in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. So with the tabernacle and the tabernacle compound would have been set up right in the middle of the lower, of the lower tall. It would have been in the middle of the camp and presumably that would have been right in the middle of the lower tall. Right. And so you have your Levitical camp around that. Now, there are plenty of places around off the tell for mm -hmm. the other Israelites to camp. That's yeah. not a problem. I mean, it's, it's a, the plains yeah. of Moab is a big sprawling place, yeah. plenty of room. But this allowed the tabernacle and the Levitical encampment to be up a hundred feet above the surrounding plain. Yeah. 
And then Moses, another hundred feet above that, looking down on it. But here it is there. Now, what's interesting about that to me, as I thought, you know, archaeology often can tell us some backstory mm-hmm. that the Bible doesn't tell yeah. us. So, so most scholars have identified this as Abel Shatim. This is where the Ark of the Covenant is, is set up, uh, or where the tabernacle is set up, the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. inside the Holy of Holies, and there it is. But what's interesting is when you look at where it would be, and it, there's no other way to slice it. You wouldn't set it over to the left or over to the right or ahead. You wouldn't set it on the edge. You'd set it in the middle, yeah. and, and you'd camp around it. Well, when you, when you look at that, you know, we excavated the center of the lower city, sort of the geographical center of the lower yep. city. And what did we run into there in the middle of the lower city? A temple from the time of Sodom. The Sodom temple. In fact, it was another temple underneath yeah. that. So the Sodom temple sat at the geographical center of the lower city where most of the people lived. And so there it is. And so it's sort of, you know, Sodom was kind of ground zero of evil. Mm. That's how it's mm. kind of yeah, treated. In the Bible. Yeah. Certainly how God treated it. Yeah. God destroyed it. And in that destruction, uh, there was a, a burned out, destroyed temple. And in the 300 years between Sodom and Moses, um, the area had gotten really flat, sort of filled in any little Mm -hmm. gaps and erosion, just flat as a pancake. And so the Israelites come and camp there, set the tabernacle. Well, when they set the tabernacle, they put it right on top of the pagan temple of Sodom. If if in fact it was at this, the, 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 we know that the Sodom temple was in the middle, and if the Israelites put the tabernacle in the middle, which only makes sense in the Levitical priesthood around the outside, it would have been sitting right on top. Right on the pagan temple of Sodom. And we didn't find evidence of the Israelite tabernacle. No. We didn't find any of that. No. But, but that would make sense where they would have put it. And of course, they wouldn't have known. They had no idea what was underneath no. the ground. But the, it's it's just interesting to consider. And so here's to me sort of how the, how the archeology span can give a spiritual, we always think of it the other way. We always think that the Bible gives the sort of the spiritual message and archeology span can come along and provide a physical uh, backdrop, yeah. you know, for the story. But here's one that's just a flip. Um, the Bible gives us the location of the Israelite encampment at Abel Shatim and the Ark of the Covenant uh, inside the tabernacle is there. Now, what is the Ark of the Covenant to the Israelites? The most holy object in the universe to them. Yeah. This is where the presence of God meets them at the mercy seat between the angels' wings. And there it is, sitting right on ground zero of evil, right on top of the what had been the Sodom pagan temple. Now, um, archaeology can give us, in this case, now, we can get that physical description from looking at the geography and looking at the the biblical text. But archaeology, I think, can give us a little bit of spiritual insight here. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible writers had 
no clue what was underneath the ground. If the tabernacle is there, and I think there's just no other real option for that, if the tabernacle is there and the Ark of the Covenant is sitting right there, it's on top of the old pagan temple, which is ground zero of evil. Sodom that was destroyed by God and made it from after the destruction of Sodom through the whole rest of the Bible. What is Sodom and Gomorrah used for? It's a metaphor for the wrath of God. Yep. Now, what's interesting about the tabernacle sitting on that location if, to me is, isn't it just like God to put His holy presence in a place that formerly had been devoted to evil? Mm -hmm. It's almost a physical redemption a cleansing, a physical redemption of a site of a location. Now, I think that has a spiritual application to us because when a person accepts Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in them on ground zero of evil. The Bible says the heart of man is on evil continually. But when we accept Christ, His sacrifice for our sins, the Holy Spirit comes in and takes up residence in us, the ground zero of evil. Yeah. And so there's a spiritual message there. Isn't it just like God? Just like God put His holy tabernacle and ark right on the ground zero of the, of the Sodom pagan temple that when we receive Christ, He puts His holy presence, that same presence yeah. in us and on ground zero of evil. And not because we deserve it, but on the basis of the blood of Christ. Yeah. You know, you're watching this and, and um, uh, some of you may think, you know, that sounds nice, but you don't know how bad I've been. You don't know where I've been and what I've done. And I, I'm, I'm really too far gone to be redeemed and transformed and for God to ever want to use me because I've just, I just blown it. And yet, if, if God's presence would show up and I like that phrase, cleanse the temple of the evil city of Sodom, God's Holy Spirit presence is, is available and willing and open and will come into our lives and transform us even better, even more um, miraculously than He transformed that place, but He will transform us. And uh, in, in my former life, I worked with a lot of guys who struggled with drug and alcohol addiction. and and. And these guys would tell me their stories, and it was ugly. It was just really ugly. And they were, in many cases, they were, they were ashamed. Not even one, you'd have to, they, they would have to just break down to finally be able to get all this crap out, really, really let it go. And God, I watched God just, it was a miracle. These guys used to be that guy, and they become this guy. And that's who our God is. 
and he did that there. You know, I, I don't know. We don't know where Mount Sinai is. My, my favorite location for Mount Sinai was a place that also had um, uh, pagan, earlier pagan relationships and roots around it. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, God shows up at Mount Sinai and says, you, you want to see holy? Let me show you holy. And he comes in and does what he does. He did it, if I'm right, at Mount Sinai. He did it at Sodom. He did it right here. Yeah. And he'll do it for you too. It's a great, great application. Why, why God, we, we, you know, we can't get inside yeah. the mind of God. But God loves yeah. welcoming sinners home to his big holy hug. Just come on. <laughs> big holy hug. Yep. Yep. So if that's who you feel like you are and you've never gotten into that big holy hug, what, what a great opportunity. What a great time to just surrender it all. You're, you are ground zero of ugly and sin and, and all kinds of stuff. That's you're exactly where God wants to be. And you're the, exactly the person he wants you to change. He wants to change you into making you into something completely different. But don't be like Sodom. <laughs> Why did God destroy Sodom and the cities of the plain? Because they were absolutely resistant yeah. to repentance and they were just absolutely not going to go the way God wanted them to go. And so God took them out. What's Ezekiel say about them? Yeah, Ezekiel tells us why God destroyed Sodom. I think that's very interesting. It says, I destroyed Sodom. This is from God's mouth to our ear. I mean, you want to ask, why did God destroy Sodom? Well, he told us why. He says, because you were overfed, haughty, didn't take care of the widows and orphans, and you did detestable things in my sight. It wasn't just the sexual sin that we all think about. Yeah. In fact, God doesn't even mention that. He talk, talks about detestable things, but that could be many things. Yeah. And maybe the worship in their temple and all that, there were a lot yes. of detestable stuff going on. But the big stuff on the front end of that is what? You were haughty, you were overfed, uncaring, didn't take care of the widows and orphans. It sounds a lot like modern society. It does. It does. And we can choose to not participate in that. We can choose to be different. And well, I, um, nobody's going to confuse me with Jesus or perfection, but Jesus came into my life and changed me, and I know we can do the same for you. So this is a little bit of a Bible study maybe, but this is, uh, this is archaeology for the 21st century. This is what archaeology is supposed to do. Help us to understand the Bible and make an application of its truth to our lives. So from from the the ancient city of Sodom to God's tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant, it all happens right there at Tal el-Hammam is how we understand it. And we're, we're blessed by the chance to see this and think about it and understand it. And it's our privilege to share it with you. Thanks for joining us today. This is Biblical Archaeology for the 21st Century, Troweling Down at Tal al-Hamam.